Thank you for joining me for the second episode of Housing Crisis Update, where we read the news so you don't have to. I'm David Murphy, and we start with The Examiner, which is reporting the barriers returning immigrants face to accessing housing and social welfare. Representatives from Safe Home, Cross Care, and the Irish Council for Prisoners Overseas appeared before a government committee to name-check a number of issues, including a lack of knowledge, administrative delays, and the housing crisis. They asked for housing to be allocated for the migrants, making special mention of returning elderly wanting to spend their remaining years in Ireland. Meanwhile, protesters took over Dublin's Hapenny Bridge to raise awareness of the housing crisis. The organisation Take Back the City, which is a group campaigning for better housing conditions with a focus on victims of domestic violence, took to the bridge with a megaphone shouting, housing is a human right, and Leo, 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 out, 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 before unfurling a banner on the bridge that read, housing cuts makes women bleed. A new contract to provide Housing First services in Dublin is worth more than five times the value of the original contract put out to tender in 2014. The condition is the successful bid must source accommodation in the private market. Social Justice Ireland criticised the government in their report last week for its focus on short-term housing solutions provided through the private rented sector, noting the lack of investment of capital spending in social housing. In the same report, it noted 780,000 people were reported to be living in poverty in Ireland, including a quarter of a million children. A demo organised by the National Homeless and Housing Coalition took place days after the Housing Department released its homeless figures for October this year, which stand at nearly 10,000. They gathered at the Garden of Remembrance before marching through the city. People before Profit Co-Chairperson Tina McVeigh said the homeless figures were the sharp edge of the wedge. FM 104 reported Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald also attended the protest and lashed out at Leo Varadkar, citing a figure of a thousand children who have become homeless on his watch. Mary Lou might have been talking about a mum who is facing eviction any day before Christmas, referred to only as Elaine in the dole last week. Elaine received a formal termination notice to vacate her apartment in April as the landlord is selling the property. She was asked to leave by September 7th, but has not found somewhere else to live. Her case was raised by People Before Profit TD Richard Boyd Barrett. Meanwhile, the latest rough sleeper count released by Dublin City Council shows 156 people were sleeping rough in the capital streets on the night of the count. Independent councillor Rory McGinley called for people in emergency accommodation who use hotels and B&Bs to pay between 20 and 50 euros a week, saying if they find out there's free accommodation, they're taking a chance. Labour housing spokesperson Jan O'Sullivan labelled the comments as designed to stir up animosity about people who are homeless. The Irish Times reports that Fianna Fáil is to push the government to use credit union funds to tackle the housing crisis as part of the deal between the two parties to keep the government in power. The Irish League of Credit Unions said it has 700 million euro at the ready to put into housing, but reforms from the Department of Finance have not been implemented. Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael negotiating teams were scheduled to hold three sessions to negotiate the confidence and supply arrangement, the final of which will be held today. At the launch of the Peter McFerry Trust's annual report in Dublin on Tuesday, Junior Housing Minister Damien English responded to comments by the priest that government and state officials were trying to change the narrative around homelessness. The priest had said that some politicians and officials complained that the constant media attention to the problem of homelessness is damaging to Ireland's international reputation. English said, no one's changing the narrative here. Father McFerry was not present at the launch. Wednesday yielded some good news for property speculators on the make in the capital. RTE reported Dublin is ranked in third place out of 31 European cities in the latest PwC ULI Emerging Trends in Real Estate Europe report, with Lisbon taking the top spot. As in the 1960s, disruptions to the British
British property market have made Ireland a more attractive place to invest as the spectre of Brexit looms large. And today, The Independent reports on the plight of a Dublin teacher who ran to get help after a young homeless mother called her contemplating suicide. Revealing the hidden cost of the homeless crisis, the teacher revealed that she had washed pupils' clothes for hotel-bound parents without facilities. The Irish National Teachers Organisation have said teachers are struggling to cope with child homelessness. The Indo also features an editorial calling for a rethink at NAMA after it was revealed the so-called bad bank had sold a fifth of the 8,000 units it has built since 2014 to investors. The vast bulk of the homes built using funding from the state have also been sold at a premium of around €300,000 a throw. And finally, Housing Minister Owen Murphy has announced new laws to punish landlords who raise rents above the legal limit. However, a proposal by Sinn Féin to cap rent increases earlier in the week went by the wayside with Taoiseach Leo Varadkar saying he favoured tax cuts because other people struggle, not just renters. And that concludes your Housing Crisis Update. If you want to catch the next episode of Housing Crisis Update, just go to murphythejournalist.com forward slash podcast. Alternatively, you can follow Housing Crisis Update on Twitter at murphythejournal or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash murphythejournalist.